for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, March 26, 2013. This is episode 75 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, right here, Tuesday nights, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight in studio, we have Chris Miller. What's up, Chris? I am not on a car phone. No. We also, not on a car phone, we have Shane Brady. What's up, Shane? Uh, not too much. I haven't done this show in three weeks, so... I know! Having DTs and stuff. Alright, now going to the other side of the world, uh, via Skype conference call, we have Eric. What's up, Eric? Don't you dare treat me like a second-class citizen because I'm using a phone. And sounding probably worse than that, we have Ant Pruitt flying down the interstate. What's up, Ant? I am not sounding worse than that. I'm unbelievable as always, damn it. <laughs> you guys sound equally amazing. Uh, so Ant is podcasting, doing about 75, about 80 maybe. Hmm? It's pretty cool. I plead the fifth. All right. And Eric just doesn't have internet where he's at apparently, so <laughs> we. Uh, that's why it is this way. It's called living the dream, Matt. You are kind of living the dream. You're living the disconnected dream, and some people would envy you for that. Some people can't seem to turn it off. Just turn it off! So, uh, check it out. We got a chat room here if you guys want to talk during the show, have questions, anything like that, and join the Google Plus community over there on the Google Plus. Uh, just search for Attack of the Androids. You'll find it. And there's links on the site, of course. So, uh, lots of stuff to get caught up on since we missed last week. I totally, I pulled an Aunt Pruitt and slept through the whole episode, and, like, he does the same thing the next night on Yats, where it's, like, sleeping. People get tired. We're tired. We work hard, and we get tired. So, uh, Shane, you got a new phone. That's always exciting. What did you end up getting? Uh, well, um, I looked at... All the phones that were out there, uh, the S3, because I figured it would be cheap, the, the HTC One, the upcoming Samsung uh, S4, though I was looking based on rumors, and rumors tend to be right. I weighed Sometimes. everything. I weighed everything, looked at the cost, because I, there was no cheap upgrade option for me on T-Mobile, so I'd have to pay out of pocket. And my Galaxy Nexus is acting like it was cooked in the sun. It just doesn't work. Um, and so I went with a, uh, Nexus four expecting it to kind of be a temporary bridge phone until the Nexus five came out. Uh, I got myself a bumper and I have to say, I'm pretty impressed with the phone. I don't, I mean, for $350, I don't know of a better phone for that price. Um, especially in the Android world. It's a great phone. It's fast. looks great. It's a good size. Um, you like the way it feels in the hand and all that? Yeah, I mean, I, I got a bumper because uh, Eric scared me about. I have concrete floors, so the last nice. thing I want to do is drop, <laughs> drop this on the concrete floor and shatter the back. Um, yeah, it's really. I mean, the, compared to the Galaxy Nexus, which again was just chunking on everything. Like I get that uh, that circular swirl just loading up the app menu a lot, and Google Now was just not was useless. And so it's really fast. The display is awesome. Battery life's been pretty good. Um, I don't really have any complaints. So I think this is a really great phone if you're on a GSM carrier. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to if they keep this, the price, the same pricing model for the Nexus 5, I think it's going to be really cool because I expect that one to be LTE compatible. You think we'll see that at I.O.? Is that, and is that the Motorola one possibly? Do you think that'll be no, the that one? I think the rumors are it's going to be another LG phone. I think the Nexus is going to be uh, in the fall because I mean this, uh, they, they're in that fall cycle. Think of it, the last few phones have been in the fall. 
And I, they keep talking about Motorola that they still have to burn through all their old models before they, they'll really have a device that comes out that has like their Google handprints all over it. There could be a nice cool device coming out in Google I.O., um, but um, I don't know if it'll be a the rumors are it's not a Nexus phone because they're just not far enough along in the merger. Hmm. But stock Android is awesome, and uh, this phone may have turned me away from uh, pentile AMOLED screens because side-by-side comparison with this and the Galaxy Nexus isn't even close. The is it Galaxy really Nex- that? Is is it? Now, I mean, you can... If if you have Cyanogen mod on your Galaxy Nexus, you can go into advanced inside of settings, and there's uh, some color stuff in there that'll really adjust what your screen looks like. And just by going in there and changing some settings, I got like a way better picture out of my device than what it came with stock. So I mean, you could calibrate it, but it sounds like that just the screen itself is just nicer. Yeah, I I can tell. Um, I can see the little pixels on the Galaxy Nexus. So you have eagle eyes. I do. I do. I have uh, surgically enhanced eyes. Um, <laughs> I do. That they, they are. <laughs> um, you can tell. You can tell side by side. And, and if um, you look, if you guys are watching the Hangout, if you go in, uh, I don't know if all the devices have this. It says specifically at the top Galaxy Nexus settings, but it has color multiplier tuning, color gamma tuning, and then uh, color hack presets. And you can also adjust the clock speed on the GPU from 307 to all the way up to 512. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, just by going in there and changing it, like it, I don't know if you probably won't be able to see this, but you can change it back to... Yeah, I, I may put Cyanogen mod on it just to well, the old Galaxy Nexus just to compare, but I still think the pixels now would bother me. Right, right. What, Eric? No, this was this was Ant. Oh, I sorry. Did he just wiped the Galaxy Nexus far from scratch. No, uh, no, I, I didn't bother doing that. It sounds like the processor got too hot at some point and just fried. Like it's, I don't know. Mine runs really smooth, so. You must yeah. have burned and it, something. It's had a relatively recent refret. Like, probably three months isn't the last time I did a full, you know, clean start and all that. And that's, you know, that's uh, that's recent enough that um, it wasn't cruft. And right. it's stock Android. There's no there's no funky tuning on it. I just think the, the, like, the components got cooked, yeah. and they're not running well. And um, I'm, I was kind of worried fun. about that playing Ingress and having the device plugged into the f- uh, car charger and then having that speed overclock to f- to five instead of what it comes with at 300 megahertz. Because it, it gets warm, and you can look in the temperature, and like the battery's at like 40 degrees Celsius and going up. So you, you definitely can burn them out doing that. Yeah, here's what I think happened. This is, this is a tip. I think it was the car dock on the windshield. Yeah, well, that especially in the summertime, if you leave it there for any amount of time and don't have your defrost on cold, full blast, like you will cook that stuff completely. Yeah, but I think if even you're lucky, in the, even your in the funnel, winter. Yeah, even yeah, in the winter. It depends where you live. Up here in Montana, I don't have to worry about because we don't see the sun all winter. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and I have I got the charging orb too, which is really cool. Is that pretty neat? It works. Yeah. Well. So. I only ever use the dock. I don't use it for audio. So I use it for, like, the daydream and the currents sure. and all that. Yeah, and it, it, it supports that. So you just pop it on there, and it, it works really well. Right on. I was at a store the other day, and I was uh, looking at their phones, and I started talking to the guy that, that was there, and I asked him about, you know, Blackberries in the Windows phones. <laughs> and he said they haven't sold one of either and they sent all their windows phones back (laughs) they're like we sent them back so i don't know chris are you seeing i mean are people you were the one that was kind of you were all over the the z10 when it was uh, announced and everything are you still like into it or was it not as exciting as you you had hoped well, you should clarify. There's only four people in your town to buy phones. No, no, there's a couple hundred thousand. It's okay, Chris. And, and you own one. Yeah, so not that one. one. But though, uh, so I have my Z10 coming this week. 
I'll have in my hands in the next couple of days, actually. Right on. No, I've seen people with them. I've seen people looking for them. I know people in the U.S. were waiting for them to go on sale, but I'm not saying they're moving like hotcakes here like uh, the international crowd seems to be picking them up. Hmm. That's for sure. But it also, look where they released first. They didn't release here in the U.S. first. They went international first. So I think uh, you'll see by the end of the quarter when they start reporting numbers, we'll know what's really going on. But I'll have a bunch of info on BlackBerry today probably in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Chris, what is the appeal to the average consumer of a BlackBerry, or is this going to be all enterprise people? No, this is the the ten is going to is to change the landscape. It's actually the ability to segregate and isolate data, and have your enterprise control your enterprise data, and you be your personal data on the same device with the flip of your thumb. You're able to just flip between enterprise with just your thumb, so I can now securely connect to the enterprise, doing full encryption if I wanted to have them control what apps can sit in the enterprise side of the device. And then, and it's all both running at once. I'm not logging out and logging in. And then I have my personal side that can't be data destroyed by the enterprise. So you can't do that on Android, even with the MDM solutions out now, which all are, they're all over the board. iOS and Android both have the problem with no good mobile device manager solution that can control both. Bez 10, on the other hand, gives you a device out of the box that does that. Yeah, but does, does the average consumer care about that? Are they going to... You got a couple hundred thousand apps, so it's it's a whole new operating system. You know, everyone. I don't get think them. the normal everyday user no. or like our parents, they're not going to get based on the fact that it can connect to this other no. server backend infrastructure. So then, if you remove that piece, then you go with the fact of what does it do as an OS? Well, it runs both Android plus the native couple hundred thousand apps they have. It provides functionality hooks. Does it run it well? Because I did. I saw an article today that said uh, something about all out of all the the BlackBerry, the popular apps on there, some of them are actually Android, <laughs> Android apps. Right, right now the popularity, yeah, as they port some over. One of the things we talked about in one of the recent shows was why would I write natively when I can port my Android app straight in? Right. We actually talked about that. Uh, that was episode 22, I think. But yeah, that's uh, one of the big questions is now I've got a platform that can run native apps. Why would I actually do anything but just pull up the Android app store and start running those? Right. If you could do that, why not just run Android Because the other functionality. Well, so Barry, uh, some of the they some can, of the they can key. put two more on their tally as my sister and and um, brother. They got the Z10 today from T-Mobile. And, I mean, granted, they're just their regular normal users are not all geeked out and everything, but they're very, they were very excited to get this thing. They've been talking about it since the announcement and release date and, and, and they're pumped to have it. I can't wait to hear what they got to say about it, you know, and if they can figure out anything on it beyond the enterprise stuff, because they're not going to ever touch that, you know? Now the, the keyboarding, the texting much better than iOS. Is it better than Android with something like Swift key? Not sure. Uh, I'll know shortly, but I know that when I played with the first test ones, I was fully impressed with the way that you could just flick words onto the screen. So as a consumer device, it made things a lot easier. The camera was excellent. Uh, all that stuff was a you know awesome consumer-grade stuff. So uh, I'm waiting to see in the next couple of days. Well, I think, to me, BlackBerry and Windows Phone are both really good. It's a matter of can they get the mind share. Because I can tell you from the point of view of an... I may or may not be developing apps for uh, mobile devices, but... Um, when you look at the market and you look at your resources, you just don't even consider Windows Phone or, or BlackBerry. You're talking U.S. You should say that. You're talking U.S. and other countries. You don't. You definitely don't hear Windows Phone, but you hear BlackBerry well over things like Android in certain countries. You'll hear iOS all the time, but you'll definitely hear BlackBerry think, over them. Yeah, doesn't Android have like 90% of the international market now, though? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's nearly that high. I don't think it's nearly that high. It's getting strong, but it's near not near that. And some some places where I've been, you can only get BlackBerry devices. You can't even get an Android phone. Yeah, that's what you were saying a few episodes Caribbean. ago when we had you. That all the advertisements and that's all everybody had. That, that yeah, the that Caribbean a, stuff have a ton. Yeah. That you that's what you get. BlackBerry they get curves. They're not the best in the world, but that's what you get. Well, and if so. you're talking about those kinds of countries, you're you're seeing the lower end Android devices anyway. So in in essence, the curve may be you know as as right. good as a, a crappy. Uh, Android device. Uh, you were talking about keyboards. This this has been all over the place uh, the last couple weeks. It looks really interesting, but uh, again, it's one of those things you you won't know until you actually use it. 
I think it's pronounced minimum, minimum, <laughs> minimum, minimum. Yeah, minimum. minimum? Wow, I'm, in, I'm Have, in. I actually is this gave totally awesome or what? I mean, rethinking the way we use our uh, screen real estate in in input. I, it's I don't know. All prediction. If you watch the video they give, um, I, I I donated. I'm in, so I'll be in the betas. But right, we'll throw a link to the Indiegogo there on the on the show notes. Uh, yeah, they've reached their stuff. They wanted neat what ten thousand. He had already sixty something thousand. Uh, but minimum is all predictive text. If you look at it, forget the design is amazing. I'll give them that. the 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 way they laid it out, the idea that you can use it on for any device is amazing. But it's all predictive text. It is the next evolution of learning how you normally type. And so it is what SwiftKey is aiming to be without all the keyboard. So for those that haven't seen it yet, picture just a tiny strip of a keyboard across the bottom of your screen to give yeah, you. Yeah, here, real- if you guys are are watching the the live right. hangout here, I'll show you the the screen. It's kind of, I mean, this is just a picture, but you you get the idea uh, of what it's what it's going to be like. Right. So the white keys are the main keys for that set. It's based on QWERTY. And you can still hold and hover for things like passwords as well as uh, uppercase and all the other words. Yeah, that is cool. And so what do he say? I believe in the video he says it. It's meant to be a sloppy keyboard, meaning we're not. You don't have to type exact. It's meant to be predictive. Right. You're throwing your <laughs> extremities at this screen. I think it's one of those things like the swipe. For me personally, I only use it on a tablet when I have to hold it in one hand and then I just draw all over it and you're just really hoping you get near the letter you're you're thinking of in your mind and you know it it does it gets a lot better swift key for me is better than the default jelly bean just because I've fed swift key all of my networks I guess you you can tell it here here's my mail here's my facebook here's my rss feeds so you can see how I type and and it if you do that and and you give it a good amount of data to to sift through and 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 derive your personal you know fingerprint so to speak like it does such a great job. I hate Very. swipe. Yeah, I used to too, and I hate it on my phone. I only like it because it's faster if you're holding your tablet than doing one finger peck. Swiping is faster, but in any other capacity, yeah, t- t- I don't use it. Now, I will say this on iOS on the iPad. The split keyboard is like using your thumb device. If no one, a lot of people don't even know it exists, but the split keyboard is like thumb texting on. Yeah, your device. SwiftKey does that for the tablet, and that that's nice because you it just it takes your mind a second unless you came up using those ergo keyboards that were split. Like then you're pretty okay on it, but if not, like it's it's a weird thing in your mind to think about that gap that's there and that you're you don't need to go that far. And I don't know, it's weird. I I use the ergo at work and. It's funny as you never cross hands at work, but when you if you sit there and visualize that tablet keyboard, it drives you nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got it here, but I split it all the time when I'm trying to hold the tablet and type. I split the keyboard all the time. So now this new one that he's talking about, minimum, is it's basically what I was talking about with the BlackBerry. How your the words are being guessed for you, and you can just throw right. them on the screen. This one instead says, "Don't worry about hitting exact letters. We're going to learn how you type and guess the words you need." Fast, sloppy keyboard typing is what they promote. So this should be out, they think, sometime early 2014. They did, like well, you said, they hit their go, their goal for a... Well, I sat there and I said, oh, well, what's... So we're going to be gone with the days of learning to type, but he brought up one good business perspective is his keyboard will then work across the idea of things like watches and glasses. Right. Which is different, but I still think kids need to learn to type. So kids, if you're watching this, still... Learn to type. To Home. That's what the bumps on the keyboard are for. They just think they're there. They don't think they're there for that. They just think they're there to be a nuisance, I think. They're just like filing them down. <laughs> this yes. is bugging me. F and J, kids. F and J. F and J. Good stuff. I just saw. Well, nah, we'll talk about this. Some Let's other go. Time, while, we're, while, while you're flipping screens, I'll tell Shane we pulled up stats. I'm getting Blackberry messages. Yeah, oh. Blackberry messenger rocks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But different stats from different sources. One source as of January 13th says Apple's 40%, Samsung 20. Uh, the rest is BlackBerry and Windows. Then another one says Android 70 with iOS 21 and BB 4%. So the, you're right. It's all over the place. The stat numbers are everywhere. Well, it seems 
Yeah, because with Android Global Share, a lot of them aren't Samsung devices. Yeah. So by manufacturer, that makes sense. The last one is Gardner Group. So 70, as of February 2013, Android 70, iOS 21, BB4, Gardner Group. Yay. Yay. We had some good uh, app updates the last uh, couple weeks. I noticed Ingress uh, got an update that added some cool stuff, uh, being able to submit portal su- suggestions inside of the app so you don't have to leave it. But it also introduced a really terrible GPS jitter or lag, so it almost made the game unplayable. But yesterday, a new update came out, and it is back on point. Everything's a lot smoother, and the GPS is is really, really nicely done. And agents, if you looked inside of your inventory, there was a new addition called Power Cubes. Who's excited for Power Cubes? Yeah, I am. I have no idea what it is, but I'm excited <laughs> for it. Something Perfect. else in the well, game? I haven't seen the update yet. I'm glad you mentioned that because just this morning I was doing some drive-by hacking on the way to the office, and I got to one of the portals, and I'm sitting there, and it's just drift yep. all over the daggone yep. portal before I can hack it. Look like a drunk agent and on I've the scanner. And I've noticed it's been bad for the last week or so, you know? Yeah, that was the, the update before this, but this one just came out yesterday, so it is uh, it's very nice. Oh, and they added... Um, Something in the chat, so if you at reply someone, it actually highlights it for you instead of just blending it in with all the other chatting. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, that so, makes uh, a difference there, yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. So if you guys are in the closed beta for Ingress, definitely make sure you check your updates. Uh, also, Gmail got an update, and they must have heard all of our outcries for notification delete because... We use delete more than we use archive. Come on, Gmail. I know they don't want you to. They want to keep your mail, but they finally added that. Really? It's added, but it's yeah. not. It's not added by default. You have to go into your Gmail notification settings inside of general, uh, in settings, general settings, and then it's tied to your swipe setting for the for the for the default or for your normal Gmail. It's in view. swiping conversation list. I know this is terrible to see on the screen, but it's it's Very under good. swiping conversation lists. If you go into there, you want to tell it always delete. You can choose from no effect, archive, unlabeled, delete, or always delete. So I chose always delete, and it took it a couple minutes. I don't know if it's just the GeneX or if it was something with the app. Uh, but then the next uh, email that came in, and this doesn't work if you have multiple messages. It only works for individual emails. Uh, the delete option was there in the notification card, so that's pretty awesome. Very excited about using Gmail app. And you bring up updates. Today, SwiftKey updated. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw that. Update. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. With cool stuff. New okay, predictions and new fields. blow up trying to catch all of these updates at one time. <laughs> I know, huh? All right. They uh 60 languages now. They support uh, flow has been updated with flow through space, uh, gesture multiple words without moving your finger, uh, more personalization, better predictions, and easier corrections. Tap anywhere on a word to see all the alternatives. So that's a today yep. update. Yeah. Seven and a half megabit for that. Good Which stuff. I'm updating right now. I'm updating that right now. Update it right now if you have yep. it. Now that that swipe through space, I I don't know. I have a problem with, and I mean I don't have a problem with. It. I just don't care for it. That the whole you can just keep typing words and it'll put the spaces in because when you're typing website URLs, it always wants to break them apart, and that's the most annoying thing. And granted, how often are you typing URLs? But if you do a podcast, like it's so annoying. And so swiping through space is basically that in swipe mode, you're, you're swiping every word without hitting the space bar, and it runs together, and then it breaks it apart into the proper sentence. But, we should look, because they just added more field recognition, so maybe now URL fields will be seen as something ah, different. That, yeah, I, yeah. See a lot with, I see a lot with usernames when I have to type in my, my uh, Gmail address as my username. I'll get that. Because my my Gmail has uh, periods two dots in, it. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it starts putting spaces and then changing the p. And you always got really a backspace. <laughs> yeah, it does again, yeah. and I just that's For the most sure. frustrating. There's places where it doesn't do password or uh, username 
recognition if, variable. If you use SwiftKey, it memorizes it. But that's okay. We won't say that. And the default one, you can once you get it typed in there, you can select it and then add it to your dictionary if you really, right. you know, if you wanted to. Uh, and I guess one more update that literally just came out like ten seconds ago is Stitcher. I know Shane, you were a, a fan of Stitcher, and you can Huge catch it. Attack of the Androids, uh, the Jam Hole. The, we got all of our shows on on there now, I believe. Uh, but yeah, 3.04 is out. They say major playback improvements. Uh, they fix some buffering stuff, some skipping episode stuff. Uh, some crash stuff when resuming. So, good deal yeah, there. I don't know. I I haven't had any of those issues, but anything. It's a great app. I yeah. was one of our my recommendations a few weeks ago. Yep, Stitcher. Right on. Uh, let's see. You want to talk about Samsung and LG <laughs> getting into it over what? Just I gimmick over gimmick. Over eye tracking patents. Does anyone a, is anyone even is this? Would you use this eye tracking? I feel like that's like face to unlock. Like it's just a a dumb thing. You can be novelty. like, look, my phone does this, and then you never use it. It's a yeah, exactly a novelty. Yeah, this also screams something that they'll have forgotten something, and it's gonna end up having something really offensive. Uh. There was a camera software package that uh, every time you took a picture of uh, Asians, it would say their eyes were closed because it was had sloppy recognition. There was that famous HP camera that couldn't track uh, darker-skinned people. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be something like that that comes along and just going to put a bad uh, spin on it. Eric? You know, I, I still think it's all a gimmick and... When they announced that, when Samsung announced that, I didn't quite understand what was the big deal. They had better stuff to fool with, and yet they wanted to say, huh, if you look away from your YouTube video, it's going to pause. You know, your YouTube video is two to three minutes. You know, If I get average. up, I can hit space bar on my keyboard. Like, there's so many ways to do that, and, and I don't know. Yeah, stupid, pointless. Eric, do you have any thoughts on this? I I just don't. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. This seems really stupid, um, and it, it it sort of puts a like a sick feeling in my stomach that Samsung's going to start um, more trying to throw its weight around and bully the smaller Android manufacturers um, with these patents. The way that you know Android and Apple, and like there's been a lot of lawsuits going there. Now it's going to turn into infighting. And it, it just it makes me nervous, and this seems like a really stupid thing to uh, to get into a legal battle over. Um, but you know, whatever. I, I don't. I, I at this point, I really don't. I don't care about an eye tracking. Is it better than um, another Apple Samsung lawsuit? I mean, at least they're infighting now, right? Well, that's really, worse. Yeah, I think it's a little worse. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Nope. Just being facetious. So yeah, that's 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 my that's my contribution to this story. It's, it's just <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Moving on. Uh, is anyone excited for a Google Watch? Does anyone care about watch devices? I want to. I want to watch, and if they can give me something that'll be functional as far as selling the time as well as being, you know, notifications or what have you, I'd, I'd buy it. You Would know, you I'm want that? One of my coworkers has the, one of my coworkers has the Pebble and I think it's pretty slick, you know, for, for people like us that are constantly running around the office and, you know, we get a gazillion messages and sometimes it's really nice to see that critical email come through, you know, and actually be able to respond to it. You know, there's no such thing as a critical email, really. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's what do you think? You got you, It's Bluetooth. You got to have your phone anyway. What's the difference? You got it on a darn watch. You have to have your phone. And you're just gonna drain your battery running more more antennas all day. You keep your Wi-Fi on. You, now you gotta keep your Bluetooth I'm on. Not, you keep your I'm LTE not on. In my khaki pocket. I don't know. Are you it's more? Not- is is a watch? as good as the glass or just because it's way cheaper or it will be it's, way cheaper it's low hanging fruit is that right okay 
but you still have to have a phone. It doesn't do anything except tell On time its own. without a phone. Right, right. But I mean, so all you, of the wearable computing has to. It has no, to have something to power it. It's an upsell to a phone. It's you an accessory. Right. It's an accessory to a phone. It's like a case. But isn't that all Google Glass is going to be? Glass is just going to be an accessory. But right. it adds some cool functionality, a la right. augmented reality, eventually. <laughs> right. So what is the... What, right That's now, what I'm saying. Is that, yeah, is the watch then just a stepping stone in, while we wait for that? Or it's just something stupid for tech geeks to get excited about? Well, it's what? Still almost VGA quality? Exactly. I want the watch that's in the picture on this Android and Me article that has the buy Chrome it. for Dude, each. That's awesome. <laughs> you can buy that watch. You know that, right? I want that watch. That so, watch is in the Google store. It's been there for a while. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yes. I and because people were commenting on this article, we should say, oh, people are like, oh, that's the ugliest looking watch. Dude, it was a picture of a watch. He got it's $59. <laughs> what, Eric? You know, when I, when I saw this story... Because I've been thinking recently, like I was considering getting a Pebble watch when I could, just because I, I like, I like it, I like the idea of what it could do. Um, and I need a new watch anyway, so I'm like, well, you know, why don't I just get a Pebble? And if it, if it works out, then it does. You know, that's great. If not, then hey, I still have a watch. Um, but hearing this news actually made me like pause those plans and say, you yeah, know, maybe I can wait another six months just to see if something becomes of this. Because I, I understand the argument that it's just an accessory, you still need your phone, etc. But I really the more the more I think about it and hear about it, I like the idea of these wearable technologies. I wanted to get a jawbone uh, a couple, the up a couple of years ago before it, you know, turned out that the quality control was horrible and that it would take them two years to get a freaking Android app put out. But that aside, just having having these wearable technologies that are all working in the same ecosystem, sharing the same data, I think is really cool, especially when you add in something like Google Glass, which would be then yet another potential, you know, data input. Word to that, Eric. Word to that. Wearable computing. Can I scare you guys for a sec? The first known targeted malware attack on Android phones is out there in the wild, and it is stealing contacts and text messages. Are you scared? Oh, my God. That's right. They're not running the lookout. So, except that they, they relied mostly on social engineering, so that's not really... A hack? I mean, I guess, kinda. It's like a mind hack, if anything. <laughs> I, I don't feel like, I don't know. I feel like social engineering, if you can get someone's username and password, you didn't hack their email. You know, hacking their email is planning some exploit on the mail server through Telnet or something. You know, like, it's not, you're, you're social. That, that's totally different. But anyway, there's an APK out there floating around that came in this attachment to some uh, Congress a gentle person uh, called the WUCConference.APK. So, of course, if you're on this Congress and someone sends you this thing for this conference, it's from somebody you know, you open it, and pow, one-way trip on a pony ride. And contacts and uh, messages taken. And call logs and geolocation, of course, and pretty much anything else. Uh, of course, Kaspersky, they don't know who did it. They looked through the code. They said some of it's in Chinese, so it might be, you know, but we don't really know for sure. Uh, the IP for the command and control server is in LA. Uh, the domain was registered with some Shanghai Mindchang technology information company. So, you know, that stuff can all be easily spoofed. I like the quote here at the end of the article. It says, until now, we haven't seen targeted attacks against mobile phones in the wild, although we've seen indications that these were in development. Uh, it is perhaps the first in a new wave of targeted attacks aimed at Android users. So far, the attackers relied entirely on social engineering to infect the targets. 
History has shown us that in time, these attacks will use zero-day vulnerabilities, exploits, or a combination of both. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that, that, the social engineering on iOS, there's something called profiles that you use to do certain things with apps and all that. And there's no, there's no like protection for those. You go to a web page, you go to a link, you could download a profile right on your phone and, and, and all that. So all that stuff is the same no matter what. I'm actually I'm writing an article for the Tech Page One site for Dell's site about. They they wanted something about Android security apps. And I was like, I'll write something about which ones not to install. And like they're like, okay, so basically summing up that all of them you really shouldn't, but here's the top three you definitely shouldn't, you know, like McAfee and stuff like that. So, But then uh, there's this other piece also that about how not to get added to the Android botnet. <laughs> so, And I feel like I'm writing this thing, and it's like, God, this... This seems like such common sense, but I, I guess not because there's stuff like this out there. So, I don't know. People Watch are still it. falling. Man. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard. I mean, I go through my spam folder all the time, and there's, like, UPS confirmation tracking stuff, PayPal stuff. Like, there's all this legit-looking, and if if you went through it, you know, it's, it's important sound. Like, oh, my transfer didn't go through well that's no good let me fix this but uh, uh, yeah i don't know it's it must work because it's all over the place you know <laughs> oh it works, it works. right <laughs> mr punch the monkey <laughs> oh it works <laughs> we, we never did anything illegal no i know i'm just messing with you so uh let's see what else you guys want to talk about before we do app picks that's kind of cool did you see the nexus s getting ready for it's a little satellite mission. Eric, I think you were. Yeah, this was a really, I thought this was just a really interesting article. Um, it was just talking about all the different uh, modifications and uh, things that um, the scientists had to do in order to get the Nexus S. And it's, you know, and it's all of its attachments ready to actually go into space. Um, one of the things was that they were saying that, uh, you know, the use of a mobile radio, um, I guess that far up. I guess you still have to have it in airplane mode when it's in outer space. So, so they, instead of just disabling it, they just pulled out the, uh, the, uh, the antenna completely. Right. Um, and then there's like another thing about how in order to uh, power it, they couldn't use lithium-ion batteries because it would take uh, two years to get one that was... Um, like approved for use on the International Space Station. So instead, they just rigged uh, like a AA battery, uh, you know, juice pack that sits on the back of the phone. That's awesome. So it, if you're, yeah, if you're interested in in that sort of thing, um, I think it's a really, really good in-depth article uh, about you know just something which I think is cool, which is you know turning a, essentially a uh, an Android phone into the brains of a. Uh, of a, uh, a space probe. Yeah. It's over there on Ars Technica. We'll put a link to it in the show notes at adegoftheandroids.com. Uh, what are these rumors that Google will consolidate all their communications apps into one to rule them all and name it? Babble. 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 Hmm. Legit? It's legit that they're going to combine them. Is that because when you have Gmail open in a tab and then you have Google Plus open in a tab and Eric messages you, it pops up on both of them and that's really freaking annoying? And when you close one of them, it closes both? Yeah, you just have to log out of chat on the Gmail tab. But um, I like chat in Gmail. I don't want it in Google Plus. Then log out of it in Google Plus. You can't. You can't just log out of chat. Are you kidding? Can you? I, think I didn't can. think you could. Are you crazy? Hold on. Hold no, on. I, I didn't think, think you, you could. Is this yes, possible? You can. It's right here. It's a button that says people, sign out of chat. I have chat. people using the messenger in G+, when it'd be nice if they ah, could just no kidding. consolidate it. Well, that's pretty awesome. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> you got Google Voice, Messenger, Google Talk, and there's maybe another one. Just make it one. I like the idea, but the name 
please. Can you make it one and then just make it live on IRC? Because that would be... I always used to just live there, and then people are like, oh, what's your aim, and what's your MSN? And it's like, IRC is so much easier. They support the back-end XMPP. They've been cutting people off from accessing their system that don't use XMPP, and they should all go with the name Talk. Just pick the name they already own. Talk is good. Under talk or G chat. Yeah, talk I, works great. I like G-chat. you talk to people, right? That's what I don't care how you do it. You either talk to them on chat, you talk to them on video, voice. or yeah, that's that's right. a good point. And I mean, if and that's that's their naming scheme, right? You have play, you have mute. I mean, that would be the Google Keep. Keep screw that. I uh, you can. I, I like wrote Keep. An article. You I wrote an article on that this week. You don't, don't like it, dude? I, it's not. It's not that I don't like Keep. I don't trust Keep. Because of reader, because of anything, <laughs> because, because of, TNO. Oh, well, it, you cannot Jesus use. Christ. We're going to get another reader complaint. I can't trust no. because one service shut down. But one, you can't. You gotta be kidding me! This it's is a, like the fourth. What are you talking about? One. That's the fourth service they've shut down. The fourth service that no one uses that they shut down. But if you you can't trust no one and use the cloud unless it's your cloud. Right, but you that's can, the point. Even you know, Evernote. Change, what if Evernote right? goes away? Wait, Shane brought okay, it up. That, I will agree with you on that. What if Evernote goes away? And that's the thing that a lot of people are not admitting to, which is that if you want, if you're going to put your stuff in the cloud, it's at your own risk. What if Dropbox goes away? You're what completely if, right. I mean, it's it's not likely, but it's possible. It's definitely... Based, based upon, the, this is not their core competency. So that, why would I trust them with storing all my stuff on a non-core competency? Is docs? Do you use docs? Is, that's drive, not, drive. word processing yeah, drive, isn't their core competency, but they do drive it. Drive is brilliant. one of their major strategies. So anything that works off of drive, they're serious about. And drive Google is, Reader was, yeah. a, was an outpost of a different era of the, of the company that's and the internet. That's an interesting point. So all Google Keep is sits on top of Drive, it, and if it goes quote unquote goes away, it'll just be text files on your Drive. You're not gonna lose any data. And they people have said, well, they they killed Notebook. Notebook was also built on an old architecture, old system, blah blah blah. If Google Drive is a critical, it's part of their strategy. They do it for everything. It's part of the Chromebook. It's part of the it's Google your TV storage for everything that you're posting on there. For your yeah, so images, they're very serious for... about Google Drive. I mean, I, I, Plus the no, integration trust... with now, with all the voice, it's voice dictation notes. I mean, it's, I don't know. Now, Google, Google Keep is really basic, so I, I don't view it as an Evernote killer. Uh, I think they were addressing something simple that they needed. It's um, cool, though, for what it does. Like, it's I go to that now before I go to Evernote if I'm driving and I want to remember something real quick, like something for the show or something. Yeah, so we'll see. I well, don't guys, think it's Evernote killer. There's room I don't, for more. I didn't have this in the doc, but, I mean, did anybody else notice that Evernote just this past week made a huge update to their Android app to finally make it compatible with all that stuff they've been putting into iOS, like the taking pictures and scanning notes and using the little Evernote, you know, Moleskin notebook. And I think they added a whole bunch of other features. Hmm. Moleskin, huh? They just Hmm. so happened to do that update after Keep got got released. I might have to give it another chance. Sorry. Yeah. But there's there's definitely room for multiple services like this. Yeah, now if you are losing your data, companies have to get, they have sort of an escape velocity you have to reach. So, you know, you're going to be around or you're not going to be shut down. Dropbox has probably reached a sort of escape velocity. So people are going to keep it. Twitter, uh, I don't think ever, I don't know if Evernote has yet. I don't know what they're. Across all platforms, I think they have. Yeah, but um, who 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 else do they compete? Oh, OneNote, that's their competitor. That, what's that? Do you guys know if there's an easy way to export everything that you have in Google Keep? Um, since I mean Google with other projects, the takeout, right? Google Takeout, you can select which services. I don't know if Keep is in there yet, but I would imagine it would be soon. I don't think it's the the take Google. And speaking of, I I finally I. I ended up getting my RSS stuff out of Reader because I I noticed that it disappeared from the menu. I was like, okay, I better th- I better do this, <laughs> and so I I used the the export service and I tried Feedly 
Uh, it's actually for what I used Reader for. Feedly is exactly like what it. It's it's perfect. So no no problem. The only issue I'm thinking about is other apps that I use that were importing from Reader. If they'll switch that, or if I'll have to re-upload this OPML or whatever. But other than that, yeah. Do that, right? and their Android client, yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty decent. So, yeah. don't cry. Yeah, and, um, hopefully, my my product will be out in the next uh, month or so. Yeah, you gonna let us play with it? Play yeah, with yeah I'll, I'll give you give you guys some invites. Sweet. Is that name? Yeah. Is it a game? Because if not, I'm not interested. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It it does have a name yet. Will you let your dogs out, please? Uh, my wife's doing that right now. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, anybody care about the Galaxy Note 8 or the Note 3? I saw a Note 10, I think. Or maybe it was a Galaxy Tab. I don't know. They look the same. Not really that interested in any of those. The Note 3 might be because they, they do, do a pretty good job with the Note, the basic Note line. I would still Note go 8. Nexus 10, I think. Well, I just Note really 10, yeah, like that that hardware. It's nice. Yeah, I played with a Galaxy Note 2 uh, a couple weeks ago. It's pretty nice. It's a very large phone. Um, but the Note 8, the Note 10, the Note 12, Note 13, I mean, those are it's all... It's getting out of control here. Yeah. <laughs> a little too many. Yeah, we, need, we need a new naming scheme quick. Yeah. <laughs> Humble Bundle? Coming out? Yeah, this was kind of neat. With its first ever Android-only sale? That's cool. Well, like I participated in the last couple of like sales that had to do with Android, and you you got the game, but a lot of those games, well, all those games actually still had like a different platform you could use. Like, I think a lot of them uh, were compatible with Linux with the last one I got, which I think was like Humble Bundle three or four. Um, but this one is just it's just Android apps, and I think that that minimum threshold to get like everything plus the extras is only like $6 right now. So it's a pretty good deal if you just want to get a, you know, five or six Android uh, games to mess around with. And support developers at the same time. I saw the email talking about the promo, but I haven't really looked at all the details. I'm trying to pull it up right now to see how long they have left because normally they run this stuff for what, like a week? I don't remember. Right on. Did you see the $99 Android-powered Mi PC on Kickstarter? It's kind of cool. No. What is this? It's like, well, you can't see it, but it's, it's about the size of your fist, maybe? Uh... And it's kind of, it's targeted, this article says that it's targeted at parents who wish to go beyond blocking certain websites and online activities and tackles the addictive nature of the internet. Uh, There's a free companion app for iOS and Android that ties everything together, offering parents real-time monitoring of their child's activity on the computer. (laughs) Real-time monitoring. Creepy. But the app has a suite of comprehensive features extending beyond what we're used to with, for example, the Xbox 360. It lets... I mean, it's just it's a little backpack with a well, video okay, camera so that perches for, over your kid's shoulder. For $100, basically, $99, uh, it gives you Jelly Bean 4.2, 1.2 gigahertz dual core with a gig of memory. It's a GeneX, basically. Uh, four gigs of flash storage and two USB ports, speaker, microphone jack, Wi-Fi, all that stuff. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's like a it's like a Big Brother version of the Ouya, almost. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Which was shipping this week, by the way. That's just wicked, overly... This is like the North Korea version of the Ouya. There, I said it. But just one more awesome thing you can do with Android. Spy on your kids. What would you do? Let me let me pose this to you, adults. You're spying on your kids' internet activity, and all of a sudden, some porn comes up on the screen. 
what do you do? Do you just roll in there and like completely have an awkward relationship with your child for the rest of your life? Uh, that's why I didn't share. Aren't you ready? You're better off just not knowing. I mean, what do you, you, book, you bookmark it, man? You bookmark uh, it <laughs> and you pass it around the office the next day. Duh. <laughs> All right. Enough of this silliness at picks and good to have you via hangouts. Finally. Can I do that is? Yeah. Look at him. Say I ant. Hello, Chris Miller and Matt Lee <laughs> and you Shane Brady. A-hole. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have an app pick ant? No. Well, chess by post. That's the last thing no. I installed. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm just. And the only reason I installed it because it it um it's cross platform. You can play with Android folks or iOS folks. Well, lucky them. What you don't like chess? Eh, it's not my favorite. I'll take, I'll take that as a no. No, <laughs> I can play it. I just don't care for it. But yeah. Whatever. All right, Eric. That's the last app I installed. Okay, chess. Thanks, uh, Eric. <laughs> app pick. My app pick uh, on behalf of Ant and Matt is the alarm clock app, <laughs> and the way that it works. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Set an alarm. I, actually, I already had. I already had Chameleon Launcher as an app pick back when it launched, um, but that when when it launched initially with version one, it was only for tablets. So now. What I'm specifically concentrating on is the new version, which has phone support. You can get uh, you can get the package that has both of them for three ninety nine, and I think if you just want phone, it's like some weird price, like two dollars ninety one cents or something, you know, odd like that. Um, but uh, the phone version is actually quite nice. I was never really a fan of the tablet version because I seem to have a lot. Like I, I have a lot of widgets. Uh, going on on the tablet, it's like my tablets are usually really busy, um, but my phone I keep a little bit cleaner. So uh, I think that the look and the feel of the launcher on the phone is is uh, quite nice. Um, if you haven't checked it out yet, I would say maybe just look at all the screenshots before you buy, just so you know what you're getting into. Um, but for you know for the price, I would say just do the 3.99 one and see which version you like better. It's a very good launcher. Right on. Chameleon Launcher. It's just a completely different app from when it first started. That's kind of neat. Like, if you've been on Android for a while and you've, you can, like, see the evolution of these apps as as Android itself evolves. I, I don't know. I, I'm nerdy like that. It's kind of cool. Uh, all right, well, Shane? I remember when launchers... When when uh, 4.0 first came out, um, we were talking about uh, like, oh, there's this new launcher called Nova Launcher, and then there's Apex Launcher. Yeah, like, right. Launchers themselves, just with 4.0, took a completely different turn. Um, and I, it's I think it's actually kind of cool if you have been with it since like 1.x or 2.x of Android to see how far the platforms come. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Shane, Epic. Yeah, I just want to uh, preface this by saying when I picked a launcher for Google TV, I got Snickers from the peanut gallery uh, from you and Ant, Matt. But I'll, I'll get to my uh, my app pick. Um, I don't so, know. Okay, go ahead. So bitter. Uh, I am a big podcast guy, um, and I've been using Beyond Pod for years. And it's gotten more complicated. And to me, this one simple thing it does not do and that's delete podcast properly. What? So it, I never can get to work consistently. Hold down just, on the episode and choose delete? Really? No, no, no. no. I, auto. <clears throat> auto. Oh, right. All right. Okay. I don't like something, that. So, something has to be very basic. If a file is older than 30 days, delete it. But it doesn't, doesn't work very well. You're too there's lazy. About, there's about 75,000 different settings you can do in Beyond Pod. I know, right? Uh, I like Beyond Pod. All right, so I've been looking for something new, and I, it, uh, this company called Shifty Jelly launched Pocket Cast 4.0 for Android, and they released it for Android before iOS because um, they it outsells the uh, 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 iOS version like 4 to 1. Uh, and so one neat thing that it has that BeyondPod doesn't have, as far as I can tell, 
it syncs your location in the episode across devices. That's kind of cool, I guess, if you use different devices to listen to stuff. I don't know. I have a dedicated podcast player. Is that normal? So what I do often is I'll I'll download something from out driving because you know if I don't I'm in a two G area or I'm going to just be going through places where there's hills. Listen to an episode um, and then I sit down and use my tablet, which is hooked into my stereo, mm. and I pick up the episode right where I was. But it also has you know has its own be- it has its own sync system. So instead of relying on Google Reader, it has it does its own stuff. So when you install right. your phone, you just log in, bam, all your stuff is there. Uh, it's a lot cleaner. There's a lot less options than in BeyondPod, but it does the one thing that um, it looks better too. BeyondPod just doesn't look very good. Does it's, it do the auto auto update, connect to Wi-Fi, disconnect after you update and download thing? Schedule scheduling that BeyondPod does because uh, that's like. Think- and I I know what you're saying about the look, but I don't because I use BeyondPod on a Droid X, like it doesn't bother me <laughs> that much. I don't know. It just like that's how the phone yeah, looks. So, I'm betting it doesn't have a lot of those settings, but um Yeah, I think it just checks for new episodes every hour. Um Which is really um, annoying if you host podcasts and you have a ton of people's devices hammering your feed every hour. I mean, it's well, just, I don't think it's no, I'm no, just complaining. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, so you can turn off anyway. Sure. It, they st- basically it's, it's uh, starting from starting from scratch essentially. So there may be a few features here you won't have, but it works better. It downloads files faster. I thought a lot of my podcast hosts had server problems, or my was my connection. Uh, Beyond Pod is so much slower downloading files. Um, than the pocket cast and streaming works much better than it does on beyond pod. So nice. Yep. So is this and the one the we need to going, switch to? Is this it? Uh, this is what I'm on for now. I don't, I would never go back to beyond pod now. Um, okay. That's interesting. That's saying a lot. Cast. Like we were, we're all like beyond pod users. So I don't know if Shane says this is the one, this might be a good, Hey, it's a surprise me, but, it works right on well good app pick man uh chris miller do you have an app pick for the peanut uh, gallery i have one i've been using uh free 360 panorama the number 360 uh, so it usually shows first in your list of apps when you're launching it but their recent update really impressed me that i wasn't too happy with their earlier one but their new one actually keeps your gives you indicators on the screen to keep your phone level and also how far to go to stitch together the pictures uh, to do a 360 picture. Oh, nice. So before you take it and have a little square, but you could be, you get one of those three, you get one of those panoramas that has little windows up and down because you're not even. Right. Their right. new one actually has a target circle where you took your first picture and then it moves with you and shows you where your next target circle is. And you line the phone up with that target every time and it keeps it really level. Oh, that's kind of so like for uh, phones that don't have um, jelly bean. That's right? kind of like Photosphere is what that sounds like. Well, and also the other part is, and Ann brought it up, they don't have Jelly Bean. It also takes it to the next level as they have their own sharing and viewing, and you can share it to social networks, and it's built in you know, to their app itself. Nice. Plus, you can browse other ones, and there's been some really cool 360 pictures taken all around the world. Uh, but so 360 Panorama, it's free, and it's really cool when you have a good 360 shot you want to do. Very Yay. cool. Yay for that. My app pick is we we read a lot of news stories on The Verge, and I found uh, that they had an app. I didn't know that. And it looks really pretty on the Nexus 10. Everything fades, and it's all like, yeah. And you can tap on stories, and it fades and loads. and <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like reading news there, and this is kind of, it's Flipboard-y kind of, like the way the way everything kind of, the UI design. So yeah, check it out. The verge app. If you like reading the tech news and, and whatnot. And, uh, before we get out of here, it's also in uh, apps. I did want to mention the Google plus app getting updated and also adding something that we've all been wanting for a very long time, which is resharing to communities. Most of the time when I'm out there, uh, working, I 
find I use my phone, so I'm I'm posting stuff that way. And you either have to just post it to that community specifically, which kind of sucks if you're you know you you want your stuff to be public, and then you reshare that to whatever communities it is applicable to. So now you can do that with the app. So that was pretty awesome. All right. Anything else you guys wanted to bring up? I think that's going to do it. What was that app again, um, Chris? 360 camera or 360? 360 panorama. Panorama, okay. Yeah. Number, the number 360. And we'll have right. links to all that in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. It's Eric on Skype. Good, Thank you, Matt. Good having you. <laughs> and on Skype and now in the Hangout. Thank you for having me, brother. Chris Miller, Spike Studios, of course. Yes, sir. Shane Brady. Uh, check out links to all those guys' stuffs on our site, attackoftheandroids.com. Link to the community. Come interact with us throughout the week as we discuss interesting Android-y stuff. So thanks for listening, guys. Subscribe in iTunes. Leave us a review. We appreciate it. Leave us a message for the show if you'd like, 406-204-4687. And we'll see you guys tomorrow night for Yats and Thursday for the smartphone photographer hangout. Point and shoot. Yipper. Thanks for listening. Peace out, guys. It's attack of the egg. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.